0: the touch of your lips dear but much more for the touch of your whips dear you can raise welts like nobody else as we dance to the masochism tango
1: hello world uh this is ourgasm it is a podcast where we talk about decolonizing sexuality and gender i am lindsay g i use she her, and hers pronouns, and I'm also totally comfortable with they and them pronouns.
2: Uh, My name is Lenny Peppers. I use she, her, and hers pronouns, and I am excited again to talk (laughs) about this next week's podcast, which is part two of a two-part series, and we will be talking about sex scandals.
1: Round two, more sex scandals. Yes. The worst title for a movie sequel ever. Yeah, it's
2: not Electric Boogaloo, it's mm-hmm. Sex Scandals.
1: Sex Scandals, part two. <laughs> All right, anyway, this is, this is going to be way more fun than we're making it sound, guys, <laughs> promise. <laughs> well, let's
2: get into it. All right, here we go. So there was a native Mesoamerican who helped uh, Cortez take over Mexico. Mm-hmm. She's known as Doña Marina, And she advised Cortez and kind of, like, gave him, like, advice on where people would be, like, what the best, like, ways to, like, take over different lands. And so she was Cortez's lover and the mother of his child. And uh, to this day, like, people still, like, speak badly about her and stuff. Yeah. And it, yeah, I totally like agree the whole like takeover of the America's bad thing. I mean, I'm Native (laughs) America, right? But also she's like, like she's actually kind of a power woman. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. She definitely saw an opportunity there. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) for sure. (laughs) Well, and that's kind of the thing, right? Like, like she felt at that one point
2: to like, Wow! get out of her community you know there was all kinds of there's it's i don't know
1: it's nuts. the whole thing's crazy so anyway what were you saying well that's a really interesting like point is how much in any sex scandal but particularly like you know sex scandals with powerful male political figures the women are often so demonized for being these temptresses these terrible people you know who who like dragged so-and-so's name through the mud um and it's like, well, he was the one, like, killing and enslaving people. Like, yeah. <laughs> she, I mean, I she I don't think that what she did was great, but at the same time, like, let's not act like she's the real bad guy here, because he was kind of the yeah. one who was doing all of that. And, and what and, choice
2: did he have, really? Right. Comes down to, I mean. This was probably what felt the most like a choice that she could make,
1: right? Yeah, and putting herself as close to the nexus of power as possible was like her way to survive what was happening. I'm sure. Yeah, and I mean, she might have just been like totally not a nice person too. I don't know.
2: <laughs> oh, I mean, that's extremely probable as well, considering she like has the defeat of entire people I, yeah. at the point where you know they completely stopped having babies for yeah. I mean a very long time you know okay I mean the destruction was awful but yeah probably not a good person but at the same time what choice did she have
1: right yeah and I mean that's that's again like the power differential you know I I don't know how they met or anything but I, mean, I have a feeling they're... it was not on even terms <laughs> yeah
2: I mean even Kester had a Cheyenne wife and she was like from like the things that I've read about her she was in love with him and he had supposedly been in love with her and that's why she was so deeply buried in in history was because Kester's wife was so insanely jealous that she wanted to write this woman out of everything like we don't oh. want anybody to know about this and so Libby, I think Hester, it was her name. That sounds right. Was just like, we're never speaking of that person again. And my husband wow. was a saint and he was like a <laughs> hero
1: and painted with like this big hero. That is, I, f- I forgot about that aspect of like his legend. Is that like, because from, from what I understand during his life, most people were like, George Armstrong Custer is a jerk. Well, nobody yeah. likes this guy. But afterward, he became this hero, and it was pretty much her doing, right? Yeah, yeah, his wife took his entire
2: legacy and, like, beefed it up to the point where, to this day, there's still people who are, like, General George Armstrong Custer was, like, such a great person, and I wear fringes just like he did. Okay, well, (laughs) maybe
1: one specific person, but... (laughs) I like I can't even understand I feel like she probably was on some level like okay nobody can know what an absolute piece of garbage he was so I have to make it seem like I married a decent person <laughs> that's yeah. I call in like no one can know what a horrible mistake I made um but I mean that's yeah. kind of I think part of a lot of sex scandals also like mm-hmm. you know women being backed into corners and trying to make the best out of the extremely limited choices that they have available to them and then trying to make the best of it and I think that um I think that a lot of what we see playing out like when people get caught in the middle of these things is just yeah, women trying to do the best that they can with what is around and a lot of the time unfortunately that is some dude who has some power over you you know backing you in a corner or god forbid like forcing himself on you and then you just having to deal with the consequences
2: yeah and the thing about it is is like the the counter argument is always someone who's like well this is this person is their own person and they can make their own choices you know and they made that decision to do that and so damn them you know but but we don't live in a world where women get to make every single choice in their life it's not that easy it's not black and white
1: Yeah, especially if the man involved in your situation is someone who will fire you if he doesn't get what he wants and you have worked your entire life to get to this point in your career. And I do think that that is what's going on a lot of the time when you see like, you know, say like a senator sleeping with a member of his staff. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, people don't get to be on senatorial staffs by just sitting on their asses and like hoping you know, yeah. <laughs> like you, you got know, work pretty hard to get into that position most of the time. And if your choices are okay, you know, ring, ring the bell and tell everybody what is going on with your boss or go along with it. There's a lot more to weigh than just your own like personal conscience or feelings about this in that equation. And when someone has that much power over you, um, And you have worked so hard to get to where you are, and it will all be destroyed if you say no to this person. There's so much more riding on it than just like being a good or a bad person. (laughs)
2: Right, absolutely. And I think that's what it comes down to when you're looking at like the people who look the other way in these situations as well. Like, are they are they letting this happen by looking at the other way? Yeah. Um. But I think it's also about like, what is that, what, what does this person see as being as at stake if they were to say something? Right. Which could be something as simple as, oh, my bros won't like me anymore to yeah. like straight up losing your job or, you know, somebody coming out with all of the crappy stuff
1: that you did, you know? Right. Yeah. And, you know, lawsuits become involved and, Mm -hmm. you know, there's, and sometimes prison can be on the table, depending on what's going on. Like, um, and so like, you know, we end up, we end up in so many situations where people don't, they don't out people who are behaving badly, um, until, you know, something happens and suddenly there's like a headline to be written and then it all comes out. Um, And some of these people can be, you know, doing fucked up things behind the scenes for so long before that happens. Like uh, in 1998, Newt Gingrich resigned from uh, being a congressman in the House of Representatives because it was revealed that he had been having an affair with a member of his staff while he was married to his second wife. And at the same time, that he was leading the impeachment of Bill Clinton for perjury regarding his affair with Monica Lewinsky. Like, <laughs> it sounds to me like particularly good timing. And it sounds to me like very possible that Newt Gingrich had been sleeping with members of his staff for quite a long time before that came to light. And suddenly there was like more on the line, and somebody, you know, whispered into some reporter's ear about that because he was leading up, you know, the impeachment of somebody that they didn't want to be impeached like but it seems very unlikely to me that up until that moment newt gingrich had never had an affair with one of his staffers oh
2: yeah totally (laughs) um and also like as as people like do these things and then don't get caught doing them then it's easy to get like more and more like emboldened Mm -hmm. uh when it comes to like what can i get away with
1: yeah you know and that's that's very true
2: human nature you see it happening i mean a child they instantly do something and then they're like how far can i go with this before i get in trouble you know in the same same concept but as adults but like the stakes are so much higher and the brush is so much bigger
1: yeah yeah because like (laughs) Because you're doing all of this, if you're uh, an elected official, you're doing all of this on taxpayer money, you know, <laughs> like you're making, you're making bank on taxpayers' money, and you know they don't want you to be doing this thing, and you're doing it anyway, like there must be a huge rush attached to it, a <laughs> rush limbo. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, let's see, we've also got... Um, Strom Thurmond. Oh, this is a good one. Okay, so Okay. Strom Thurmond was like, God, he was like the oldest person in politics for like the longest time. Um, he was a senator before 1964. Um for oh, he was a Democrat before 1964. Then he switched parties and became a Republican in 1964. He was a senator for South Carolina since from that time until like fairly recently, I believe. I think he just died very recently. Um He was a noted segregationist, Um, and, you know, that means racist. And in 2003, it was revealed that he had fathered a child named S.E. May Washington Williams with a 16-year-old African-American. So (laughs) this guy, who made a lifelong career on being a racist in politics was revealed to have had a child with a 16 year old black woman like cool way to go man
2: (laughs) i I mean obviously like this was a power issue and that
1: was clearly most likely a control thing Mm -hmm. yeah and i don't know any of the details i think that it happened like when he was quite young um, so I don't think that this was like happening, you know, around 2003 when it was revealed. Um, but Which, that's. It's still messed
2: up to like, know that you have mm-hmm. a child out there and that your decisions. Right. You're literally making laws to make are, her life yeah, more difficult. Acting. Yes. Uh, you already made her life more difficult by giving a yeah. child at 16. Right. And then to like continuously make laws for the rest of your life to make both her and her child's life more difficult. That's
1: so messed up. It's so deeply, deeply wrong. And that it's one of those things that like, I don't know what the laws were like about um, the age of consent back when all of this happened. So I can't necessarily say that he broke the law by having sex with a 16 year old um, necessarily. But there aren't really laws being broken here, aside from possibly that one. You know, he wasn't really, like, defrauding anybody. He wasn't stealing anybody's money. Like, it's arguable as to who was actually being hurt here. And yet, I find this, like, more, far more reprehensible than Monica Lewinsky and Bill
2: Clinton. Oh, yeah, totally. (laughs) And... Like, looking at the time frame, like, it would be, like, the 1950s when this would be, like, the earliest that this could be, 1950s, 1940s. Yeah, like, like, at this point in time, like, the American school system was already in place. And so we already had, like, people in school up until the age of you know, 16, 17, 18 years old.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: so a 16-year-old by that time would have been considered a child. Mm,
1: good point. Good point. Ugh. It's just its just so utterly gross that you could have this in your past and, you know, arguably you're present because your child is probably still alive. And so it's probably the person that you had the child with.
2: Probably grandchildren <laughs> at that point.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and just you know, like pretend like it never happened. Ugh, gross. Um, so then there's another one that's like even more uh, like moral gray area, which you probably remember the John Edwards scandal when he was um, he was running for the presidency in 2008, and it turned out that he had had an affair with an actress, and he had a child with this actress while his wife was undergoing treatment for cancer and while he was like campaigning for the presidency. And it was like, God. like, ew, what a gross. To do that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, and, and like, what a gross thing to do, you know, yeah. like to, to leave your life partner, you know, who thought she may have been on her deathbed and like go off and like have an affair with somebody else and like have a kid with them. But at the same time, as far as his like career goes, as far as like whether he's actually hurting his constituents in any way, it's like, well, his behavior wasn't illegal. He didn't really he didn't really do anything that was like hurting anyone who had voted for him. He was just being a dirtbag. And yeah. that, so that's one of those scandals that I'm like, it's definitely juicy and it's interesting, but I don't know how i really feel about it because it's like well
2: and also like the i mean the white house is like a place where people go that have sex scandals i mean people have affairs in the white house all the time we have like favorite presidents that have had affairs with actresses in the white house
1: you know right true (laughs) looking at you Kennedy (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah and and that's always the thing it's like well you know who's being hurt here and does it should it matter that our politicians are behaving this way because like it's not surprising this has been going on forever is it hurting anyone I don't know I don't know (laughs) but so speaking of the White House we might as well spend a little time and at least look in the direction of our outgoing president number 45 a certain donald trump um so like we said at the beginning um though sex scandals are scandals because it requires a lot of people to find the behavior in question scandalous and i feel like up until donald trump sex scandals at the presidential level were pretty much a big deal because we expected that our president would uphold certain traditional ways of behaving. And then Donald Trump happened and like it all just totally went to shit. Like, yeah, if any president were revealed to have paid hush money to a porn star for having had an affair with him right after his wife had just given birth to their child like no other president could have just like walked out of that and really not had his presidency damaged but i think that trump's presidency was such an absolute dumpster fire that people were just like well yeah that's not great but like whatever Uh, um (laughs) yeah no it's like now the bar
2: is like so incredibly low yeah and i think that's where like kind of my ennui about talking about men and sex scandals is coming from today is like it's just like what it's just like a weekly thing to hear about now like in i mean in in the white house in congress and i'm just like oh yeah okay again yeah uh there's two things I did notice when looking through sex scandals in the White House and in history, well, in Congress, American positions of power. <laughs> yeah. And uh, because we didn't talk about Schwarzenegger, which I was totally surprised. I thought you were going to bring. It oh,
1: it. yeah, I have them in my notes, but I didn't I had to bring them up. But I noticed that and I know that like the,
2: the people who are listening can't see this, but you can see me on our, our screen. Uh, that all of the men who have um, major sex scandals in their history smile like this.
1: <laughs> right, She's doing the sort of the George Bush smile where like the lips are kind of tucked <laughs> in underneath themselves and there's more of a grimace happening <laughs> than an actual smile. <laughs> go through the pictures of like every single
2: like man smiling that has had an affair and he smiles like with with his, like, lips tucked in, like he's hiding his teeth too much. I don't trust a man now who hides his teeth too much. Mm-hmm. Like, that meant having an affair. <laughs> that man is participating in some sort of sexual deviancy, I probably. I wonder.
1: It would actually, it would be really interesting to see if there's any, like, science on that as far as, like, you know, the way that you use your face, meaning different things. Like maybe if you smile wide with your teeth exposed, it's a sign of like openness, you know? And like, if you're hiding your teeth, maybe it's a sign that you've got well, shit to
2: hide. Well, okay. Yeah, maybe actually. Um, I noticed that sometimes extremely like racist people <laughs> As a person of color, and just as something that I've noticed, smile with all their teeth. And I don't trust anyone who smiles with all their teeth either.
1: (laughs) Okay, all right. So like, like three to five teeth are acceptable. (laughs) Yeah, just (laughs) front ones, maybe. Okay, can you see the screen? Oh, yes. Anthony Weiner. He's my favorite uh, (laughs) sex scandaler. Look at his Um, mouth. Yeah yeah well I mean the picture that we're looking at was his walk of shame well okay all right oh wow Elliot Spitzer I remember that one too I was in I was living in New York through the Spitzer years and the Wiener years <laughs> <laughs> that sounds dirty yeah and it was <laughs> <laughs> okay oh John Ensign oh John mm-hmm. Ensign you, you poor baby um Was John Ensign the one who was picked up for soliciting sex? Kwame Kilpatrick. I don't know him. The former mayor of Detroit. Not (laughs) showing his teeth. He is definitely not showing his teeth.
2: He sucked his lips all the way
1: in. Oh, Larry Craig. He's the one who was like a vocal anti-LGBTQ lawmaker who was picked up in an airport. I want to say Denver, but it might not have been. might have been Minneapolis. I don't know. Um because he was supposedly trying to solicit sex through a glory hole with the person next to him in the airport bathroom who happened to be a cop. Um, so like, well, I guess-
2: He was not on the cop side of that glory hole. I mean, <laughs> <laughs>
1: So he was apparently, um, they, they brought him in because he was like kicking his foot up against the guy's foot in the next stall. And that's supposed to be a signal that like, hey, do you want to hook up in the bathroom? Um, and the cop, I think, was there specifically trying to pick people up for doing that. So it's like, well, the guy was Craig was like, uh, no, I was just trying to see if he had any toilet paper, and nobody was <laughs> buying it. So that I remember when that happened because, like, again, it's like, well, okay, yeah, technically it's illegal to solicit sex if you're going to pay somebody to have sex with you in the bathroom. Then technically that's illegal, but it's like, who's really being hurt here? However, the facts that Craig was caught attempting to solicit sex from a man and was a well-known anti-LGBTQ lawmaker makes this morally reprehensible behavior to me. Like, you're, you are trying to literally make the lives of all of these millions of people worse with your legislation, and yet you are gay, or at least engaging in gay behavior. So that to me is super gross. Yeah. Um, And, uh, I'm looking for my Anthony Weiner notes here. So, yeah, so um, I lived in New York. You could actually
2: have Weiner notes for any of these podcast episodes and it would make sense.
1: Weiner notes. Oh my God. <laughs> um, we should make that a segment. Here are my Weiner notes for the day. Um, so, Anthony Weiner was a representative for the state of New York. He was a Democrat um, and he was caught sending sexually explicit photos of himself to several women through his Twitter account in like 2010, 2011-ish. Um, and I think that the only reason it became such a huge scandal, because he wasn't really that big of a deal when it came to national politics, but his name was Wiener and he was sexting people on Twitter and it was just like too good. So the media like made a complete circus over it because it was just so juicy. <laughs> it's the juiciest Wiener. so so he resigned from congress in 2011 but he continued sexting and people continued making it public when he was sexting people he sought sex therapy for uh all of the the havoc that he had reached upon on on his marriage um and then he ran for mayor of new york city and lost totally unsurprisingly because it was like known that he had continued to engage in this kind of behavior after he resigned from Congress. Um, And according to one of the sources that I read, it said, despite claiming to be a changed man, sources revealed that Wiener under the equally unfortunate alias Carlos Danger continued to send messages after resigning from Congress. And in 2017, he began serving a 21 month sentence for sexting with a 15 year old girl. Ah yeah.
2: So got that went from like, okay, so to like exactly. uh, Oh. Oh.
1: Yeah. It's kind of exactly the situation, right? It's at first like, okay, this is scandalous because it is breaking from social norms, but it's not really a big deal, to, oh yeah, you should be in jail. (laughs) Definitely you need to be in jail.
2: Uh, Did you not bring um, did you not bring up Schwarzenegger because you know I still have like beef with the fact that he was like we're gonna make all the Indians pay when he ran for office. No I don't remember that. Oh yeah he like he like actually ran and part of his platform was that he was going to make all the natives pay (laughs) for for what? (laughs) Oh I will totally tell you all about this, not on the podcast, because it doesn't have anything to do with this episode, oh, but okay. it's just political stuff, but, like, James doesn't bring up Schwarzenegger around me, because I'm like, hey, remember that, and he's like, no, <laughs> not <laughs> like, again, i have to watch Jingle All the Way Again with the kids, and so I'll have to bring it up again, so...
1: I <laughs> No, honestly, I didn't bring up Schwarzenegger because I have extremely mixed feelings about him as a human being and I just didn't know where I land well enough to feel like I could really talk about him. Um, I actually like him
2: as a human being. Uh, there's some shit that I don't like that he did. But like as a person who can weigh other human beings based on like the person that they seem to be making themselves into Mm -hmm. yeah then yeah I I definitely I mean like I said there's like some of these people who are in these sex scandal um situations that I actually generally support like the rest of the things that they're doing
1: right yeah and I mean, I think that this applies to all public figures, like famous people generally. Um, you know, they're they're more complicated than we give them credit for. And I think, especially when it comes to politicians, like, you know, it's a complicated situation to be in when you're an elected official and you are expected to do certain things based on who elected you and who is paying you. But you're also like a complicated human being underneath it, right? With you know all kinds of needs and. Good things about you and bad things about you, and I think that a lot of the time, we, as the public, really want someone to be one thing or another thing.
2: Yeah. And um, that being said, if you've done something reprehensible, you know that legitimately hurts people, then screw up We're not talking about you. <laughs> We're talking <laughs> about, like legitimately, like the people who are like doing things that aren't hurting people that are just getting covered because they're famous
1: Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and uh i think like you know it, it does become extra complicated when it is an elected official because the people who vote that person into power are supposed to be your boss and if you're behaving in a way that they don't like then they want you out of office and you can't possibly ever please all the people the best thing you can do is just try to not be a complete asshole um but many of these people just totally fail at that. So, <laughs> but like, know
2: a weird amount of like Montana uh, politician like dirt, like who is with who and who's doing what, uh, because you know everybody like living this close to the state capital, like and being an activist who like is around politics all the time people talk Mm -hmm. and most of the time it's just like oh yeah well okay so (laughs) you (laughs) know all right so I mean I so I mean this person in power is thirsty but they're not hurting anyone Mm -hmm. you know um but it is like The more that we talk about it, the more I'm realizing why people are talking about this, even on like a local level or even a tribal level. Well, why? What did you realize? They want to talk. Well, I I just basically I'm realizing that people want to. They just want something to talk about.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know, that's a that's really true. That's a really good point. Um. I mean, especially this year, dear Lord. (laughs) But, like, I mean, we are, like, we're social animals, and I know, like, people are like, oh, well, you shouldn't gossip, because it's, you know, it's morally reprehensible behavior, but, like, as social animals, it's, part of our nature to know what everyone else is up to like we establish bonds with each other by sharing information and the most interesting information is information about people that we know or people we feel like we know because they're in the public eye so it is legitimately interesting when you get dirt about somebody's life especially when it has to do with sex because it's interesting it's straight up interesting
2: yeah which is why we're able to make a whole podcast about it (laughs) yep
1: (laughs) And there's, like, there's a lot of good and a lot of bad around that, you know? Like, I do really believe that part of our problem with sex scandals in politics is because we're a Puritan nation that, you know, seeks to control people's sexual behavior so much that we're obsessed with people stepping out of line because we're afraid to do it ourselves, et cetera. But it is also just legitimately interesting when you find out what somebody's been doing with their junk. Like...
2: Yeah, and the proof (laughs) of that is that sex scandals don't just happen here in America. They happen Mm. in every single power structure in the world. Uh, Right, where was
1: the guy? Silvio Berlusconi, who was the prime minister of Italy for nine years and like personally wealthy, like definitely implied that he was involved with like the mafia. Um, He, let me find my notes on him. Okay, he was accused by his wife in 2009 and 2010, um, oh, his wife and others of sexual misconduct. Yeah. He was accused of engaging in sexual relations with females who were less than 18 years old, including in or including participating in orgies known as bunga bunga parties. <laughs> like, okay. I don't know what bunga bunga means. Perhaps it is an Italian term that I am unfamiliar with. But it doesn't sound like that much fun to me I don't know. <laughs> um
2: but he actually love with these terms though <laughs> lemon party is another one where i'm like oh. what party lemon party lemon party that doesn't sound
1: fun yeah uh... I, mean, I enjoy lemon based desserts that i could get into <laughs> like a lemon bar party all right <laughs>
2: Uh, yeah a lemon bar party is something entirely different I'm <laughs> actually game for that if you ever want to do that with me Ooh, oh okay. a lemon party however is a sexual activity involving three or more men that are over the age of 69 that is so specific yeah each participant must have a flaccid penis hmm. to qualify for this event you must be able to accomplish the and then i don't know what this word is <laughs> but Lemon Party involves three or more men over the age of 69.
1: Let's just. Huh. Well, I mean, I guess that's a good time for some folks. So,
2: okay. good but on them. We're talking about
1: a Bunga Bunga, bunga, bunga party. party. Okay. So I, I should look up more about the Bunga Bunga parties. Um, but he was convicted of paying for sex with a minor in 2013 and was sentenced to Mm -hmm. seven years in jail with a permanent ban from politics. Um, And not only did all of that happen, which is bad enough on its own, but court testimony revealed that Berlusconi had paid a teenage prostitute 4.5 million euros for her services. And it doesn't say specifically whether that was during his time as prime minister, but I am thinking that it probably was so that means that he was using taxpayer money to pay for underage prostitutes so yeah sex yeah
2: i don't like any of that (laughs) um said my favorite like romance film pretty Mm -hmm. woman (laughs) with Julia roberts and um does that qualify as a sex scandal
1: Hmm. That's, that's a big one. That's actually like a huge (laughs) topic because we're, it's basically the topic of sex work and whether that's okay or not, and whether it's okay or not for people to engage with sex work.
2: I'm okay with that. Uh, I was just wondering, like, he's this person of power and then originally just paid her to be a companion and then fell in love with her. Mm -hmm. But, um, I feel like about half of the stuff that I read was really more like this person had a mistress that they were in love with and they had to ch- love children with them. And, and so like, we do have a lot of instances where it was just a thing that somebody did. I mean, like it's, I mean, it's just like boring. It's not, it's just, <laughs> it wasn't like a power play thing. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And in those situations, it's really like, it can be kind of heartbreaking, you know, like I, obviously as someone who's polyamorous very publicly, like I firmly believe that it is possible to love more than one person at a time and to have like totally great relationships with more than one person at a time. And that can be really fulfilling. And I think that that's really, really true for a lot of people, but it is not what is expected of us in this culture and so when somebody you know has like two families um i feel like the real question is do do all of these people know about each other who is being hurt are yeah. people being hurt by this
2: what it comes down to is are you spending taxpayer money on this are you abusing your power position are you hurting somebody
1: i right.
2: mean i mean that's what it comes down to is a kind of looking at the power and the money and the sex all together and saying um who's being hurt? what is yeah. the end game to this
1: yeah uh yeah so i looked up bunga bunga parties <laughs> okay um so apparently the term actually like dates back to 1910 mm.
2: um I expecting that
1: yeah and it was a name for an area of Australia bunga bunga starting in 1852. So the, the term bunga bunga is like time honored tradition apparently but Wait,
2: is it time honored tradition or is it racist?
1: <laughs> Probably both. Um, so let's see. Oh and now I'm now I'm going down like all these different holes. <laughs> um, okay, so Berlusconi was part of a quote-unquote vast pimping network and attended bunga bunga sex parties, but they're not—they're not defining what a bunga bunga sex party is. This is really frustrating. <laughs> I need to know more. They just keep calling them bunga bunga sex parties. So yeah, I don't—I don't, I don't hmm. know anything beyond that. But one would assume that there's something specific about it that makes it a bunga bunga party. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. I'm not finding the information easily available on the website that I'm currently scrolling through. So to me, it is a mystery. (laughs) In Malay-speaking countries, bunga means flower. As such, bunga bunga is simply the plural form of flower. Hmm. And is also the name of a deity worshipped in Malaysia. Hmm. So not entirely germane to what we're talking about, but still interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
2: I can't stop thinking about a lemon bar party and I just feel like we would have lemon drop shots mm. and lemon bars and lemon meringue pie and I'm like mm. just having like this huge fantasy of us dressing in lemon clothes and
1: that actually it sounds like the most summery possible party where yeah. everything is lemon so maybe we should like put that on the shelf for like mid-February when we're about ready to like run for the hills or like pull our hair out because it's oh, I'm been winter for- in Montana.
2: It's been like winter in Montana for over a month now. I'm ready for a lemon bar party now.
1: Yeah, and it's not even officially winter yet. We still have like more than a month before it's technically winter on the calendar and it's snowed like five times already. <sighs> Montana.
2: And it's I think snowing right now. Is it?
1: God damn it. <laughs> I can't see out the window from where I'm sitting <laughs> crap well anyway all right folks i think we have plumbed the depths of political sex scandals pretty well for the time being um also i want to say that i'm getting the impression that bunga bunga parties are like just like a different version of tiki parties where instead of like appropriating um pacific islander culture we're specifically appropriating malaysian culture Hmm. to have a party called a bunga bunga party and i guess Some people had a lot of sex at Bunga Bunga parties. (laughs) I think that's about it. Okay. But if anyone listening knows more about it, please feel free to let me know. Yeah. I'm all ears. Um, Yeah, so I guess I feel like in the end, you and I feel pretty much the same about sex scandals, which is to say, like, it's really not that big of a deal. But if somebody's being hurt or taken advantage of, then it becomes a big deal. Right. Yeah. Just don't hurt people and bam. Yeah, right. Let people do what they want unless they're hurting people, then stop them. And that's pretty much like the the base of it all, right? Yeah, I like that. It shouldn't be so hard, but we do really like getting up in each other's biz about sex, as we just mentioned. (laughs) Yeah, it is really interesting to us. All right, everyone, thank you so much for listening to Ourgasm, the podcast about decolonizing sexuality. We will be back soon with more of the same, and it's going to be awesome. It will. I'm Lenny Peppers. And I'm Lindsay G. We'll talk to you next time. Ciao.
0: Let our love be a flame, not an amber. Say it's me that you want to dismember. Blacken my eye, set fire to my tie as we dance to the masochism tango. At your command, before you here I stand, my heart is in my hand. Ugh. It's here that I must be. My heart entreats. Just hear those savage beats. And go put on your cleats and come and trample me. Your heart is hard as stone or mahogany. That's why I'm in such exquisite agony My soul is on fire It's aflame with desire Which is why I perspire when we tango You caught my nose In your left castanet Love, I can feel the pain yet, love Every time I hear drums I envy the rose that you held in your teeth, love. With the thorns underneath love sticking into your gums, your eyes cast a spell that bewitches The last time I needed 20 stitches uh, to sew up the gash that you made with your lash as we danced to the masochism tango. Bash in my brain and make me scream with pain. Then kick me once again and say we'll never part. I know too well I'm underneath your spell. So darling, if you smell something burning, it's my heart. Excuse me. Take your cigarette from its holder and burn your initials in my shoulder. Fracture my spine and swear that you're mine as we dance to the massacre. Kism Tango.